It's time for the Dorsey Show. Welcome to the show. Fantasmagorific. Oh my gosh, I'm like so excited. We swear. Your most excellent giggle buddy. She's like this 24-7. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Dorsey Show. Listen while you work. The Dorsey Show. Live from the Associated Credit Union of Texas Studios. With your host, Dorsey. Well, good morning. Why do some people lose it quickly? Why do others never gain it? And why is it so hard to deal with? Wait and what to do about it are on Zoom today. Well, hello, hi, and howdy. It's time to get you tuned in, turned on, and tuned up with your weekly dose of the Healthy Happy Fun Hour on my show, The Dorsey Show, where I help you awaken your play, purpose, and pleasure. Why? Because it's my belief that happy people make healthier choices and they just have more fun along the way. Well, before we get started, you know, I'm kind of thinking it's that time again because you know, guys, I'm feeling some kind of way. I think I feel like I need a good news story to start our day. radio and not video. All right, so look at y'all know I'm a sucker for anything involving animals, kids doing crazy cute things, long lost families being reconnected, love stories, and of course, anything fart related. Because why they make me happy, giggle, and feel better. Well, this week's good feel good family story comes courtesy of KHOU11, which is a local TV station here out of Houston. Army veteran Mike meets the little girl whose life he saved. There's an Army veteran, Mike Laureano, I hope I'm saying that right, didn't stop saving lives when he got out of the Delaware National Guard. Thanks to a decision to sign up for Be the Match, he's the reason a seven-year-old is here today. The 29-year-old was going to class at Wilmington University, I can't even talk this morning, when he saw a table for Be the Match. He saw that they were looking for donors and just on a whim did a quick cheek swab and went on his way to class not thinking anything would come of it because typically only one out of 400 individuals are a match so he thought if he was a match then it was meant to be sure enough in 2005 he got the call confirming it was meant to be he was a perfect match for a little girl with leukemia little adriana had not been responding to treatment and required a bone marrow transplant i'm telling you i can't even talk today folks when her family got the call they were naturally overwhelmed with relief and happiness well the family wanted to meet their human angel however in the united states the laws require that donors and recipients have zero communication prior to transplant day which i can see the reasoning for that they send cards and letters the first year after transplant as long as it's kept anonymous and then after that if they both agree the names and contact information can be shared well about two years 
years post-transplant, Mike woke up early one morning to a Facebook, thank goodness for Facebook, Facebook message from Adriana's mother stating that you don't know me, but if this is you, I just want to share that this is the little girl that you saved two years ago. And she included some pictures of Adriana looking beautiful and living a healthy, fun-filled life. Well, after a cross-country trip, the two were finally able to meet, and little Adriana couldn't stop crying, thanking him for saving her life and holding on to him with the biggest hug her little arms could manage. It was the sweetest thing watching this little seven-year-old realizing the gift that she had been received, hugging this guy. She wouldn't let him go and kept saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. And it made me think, you know, how often do we overlook the gifts that we're given every single day? And folks, you get it every day. It's called the present. Think of it like that. It's a present. It's a gift you get every day, and it's called the present for a reason. So something else that makes my heart do a happy dance is having or helping other people become happy, healthy, and comfortable in their own skin. And to help with body acceptance issues is my guest today, Whitney Riley, EFT practitioner and energy mover. Whitney, hello, hello, hello. Hello, and thank you for starting the segment by bringing me into tears. <laughs> Wasn't that the sweetest? Though? Oh I mean, gosh. oh my gosh, that's that's such a great gift. It requires so little, and yet look at the, the huge result that happened. This little girl now has her life back. That's fan-freaking-tastic. You know, I love that. All right, so tell us real quickly. Oh, you know what? Yes. Whitney, you probably don't know this. And how would you know this? Because you don't have my email information. <laughs> I received, you know, it's amazing synchronicities and things that happen. I had an email in my email inbox on the 7th, so just several days ago, about EFT tapping and emotional release and releasing physical weight. Oh. with tapping so we are on par with what the universe is sending out and that's from all magazine om i mean that's a big publication they sent that yes oh, because wow. you know i subscribed wow. to their emails and mm -hmm. i got that and i thought oh whitney we are on point honey you're we a little ahead of the game <laughs> there, right? i know because you sent me this information like you know two weeks ago <laughs> all right so for those people that don't quite know what that is what is eft emotional freedom technique Okay. It is a very simple, accessible process where you tap about nine points. Um, a lot of people use eight, and there are more. Okay. But uh, nine points is what I use, um, and it helps you untangle the energy that gets <laughs> tangled up inside of us from childhood to a moment ago, around weight loss, public speaking, you name it. So how easy is it for anyone to do a tapping exercise? Um, on a scale of zero being the most easy and 10 being the most difficult, mm -hmm. like brain surgery, <laughs> it would probably be a zero. Um, okay. and it, it's a zero. It's 100% a zero. But our brains get in the way like, I can't do it right or I don't know how. So because of that, it's gotcha. probably in a range between one and five. But it's very easy. So it's as hard as you make it, which literally, I mean, it's like, you know, it's something a fifth grader could do, <laughs> as they say, you know, plan everything for like, you know, are you smarter than a fifth grader? If they can do it, you can do it. <laughs> my four-year-old, well, I have a seven-year-old now, uh -huh. but when he was four, he did it. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So give us some, um, before we get into too much more of that, what are the tapping points on the body? And you said there are nine, correct? Mm -hmm. I use nine. Okay. So what are they for someone that's listening to what we're talking about? Where are those on the body? Tippy top of the head okay eyebrow right where it starts um at your nose okay 
side of the eye, the little divot. Okay. Under the eye, if you're looking forward, right under the pupil, under the nose, on the chin, collarbone, either side of that little divot, that little U shape. Okay. Um, the one I throw in is the rib point, and it's your first top rib. Okay. Right underneath your nipple. Okay. Um, and then. Hey, hey, this is a PG show here. Watch right, it. Right. <laughs> And then um, about four fingers down from your armpit um, on the side of your body, under your arm. Okay. All right. So let's get into it. We're not going to do a tapping today. That's something that we might do like a little Facebook Live or something maybe later. Let's get into some things. Say if someone wants to tap for weight loss, where do they start? Well, I tell everybody no matter what it is that you're dealing with, with tapping Mm -hmm. or or some of these other modalities that um, transform us, start where you are. Start where you are. So if you're listening to this or if, you know, you're cued in or curious about using tapping for weight loss, Mm -hmm. you already have a place to start. Ah, okay. And so you can just go, even though I have this weight loss issue, I have this weight loss block, I have this weight loss curiosity, um, whatever it is, just tap on that. I have, you know, and then all the points you say, I have this weight loss issue. I have this weight loss issue. I have this weight loss issue through the points. Okay. Starting place. Well, I like because everything, no matter where you want to be, you have to start where you are. Absolutely. You can't start where you were yesterday or, where you, again, where you were or where you want to be. I mean, that's a goal. You have to start where you are. And I think that's where most people get fouled up is and frustrated before they even start is thinking of where they want to be mm-hmm. instead of, okay, I just have to start here and then I can get to that next point. Right. I have to be where I am and, and know that that's perfect for me right now and Mm -hmm. the next perfect moment will unfold as I move towards that goal so having a goal having a vision is important Mm -hmm. or you don't know where you're going to move right it's like throwing your boat out on the ocean and expecting (laughs) to go to you know let's say you want to go to England but Mm -hmm. you don't set your sail you might end up anywhere wherever the currents take you so having a goal is important having that destination is important but where you start is right where you are love that Mm -hmm. so what is the um what are some statements or beliefs that could come up? Just real quickly, give us a few um, before we have to run out of our first segment. Dang it, time flies when we get together, girlfriend. I'm telling you. <laughs> so some things um, like negative things or just some statements. Just some, like, you know, like you were saying, one of the things that I you said before is if you're trying to move from a fictitious or desired place, you'll never get anywhere. Right. You know, um, I love that. So it's like um, it could be I have this weight loss issue in my head mm-hmm. or I don't know what to do about this weight loss issue. Like, you know, if you've been struggling, yo-yoing, looking for certain diets or exercise or blah, 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 you could just start literally like, I have this issue and I don't know what to do about it. I've said that. And you tap on it (laughs) and you say, I don't know what to do with it. And then whatever comes up as you're saying that, go round after round after round and, you know, sorrow could come up. Total frustration can come up. Mm-hmm. Trust what comes up and follow it where it takes okay. you. Because whatever comes up is perfect at that time, and that's what you're meant to work on or deal with. None of us are the same. We have similar oh, yeah. issues, but your being specific to you when you tap is the best way to transform that energy, move that energy. So what do you say to yourself daily? Are you nice or hard on yourself? Do you even realize how you treat yourself? Up next, we'll talk about thoughts that keep us feeling bad and then what to do to shift your shape and mindset for good. 
Welcome back. I am here with Whitney Riley, Tapping Guru. And for those just tuning in before the break, we were talking about EFT, a.k.a. tapping, and how it can help with common issues like weight loss and gain. And now let's get into some subconscious thoughts and it's, that make us feel bad and keep the weight where it is and tips to shift your shape. I love that. Isn't that cute? It's very cute. <laughs> okay. So we talked about EFT, which remind us, what is EFT again? For those just listening? Uh, emotional freedom technique. Perfect. But basically tapping on tapping. the energy system to move that energy that gets stuck. Okay. We talked about how anybody can do it. Even your four-year-old can do it, which is perfect. And some thoughts on weight loss that you can tap to improve and release. We covered some thoughts that might come up around tapping and shifting your mindset to release the weight. And so now I want to talk about some thoughts about weight that might not feel good to us what are some of those things that we think about that we might not even realize are really keeping us stuck and keeping the weight physically and mentally on us well um simple thoughts that i think a lot of people have said when they look in the mirror i'm i'm fat i'm ugly oh this doesn't look good you know, um, ultimately, those those darker, it's shame, guilt, mm-hmm. those, you know, big, big things that keep us in that cycle. Like, this doesn't look good. I don't look good. I don't like myself. I can't have, you know what? I can't have all the things I want until mm-hmm. I'm a certain weight or size or oh. flawless, perfect, airbrushed magazine cover person. Yeah. So those things yeah. keep us trapped in that negative and feeling you know, bad. This when you said that it made me think about this. You know, on social media, a lot of people only post like the pretty things. You know, when Mm -hmm. they're all made up or a pretty picture or whatever, and yet they're having just as many issues around weight or appearance as someone that is not posting anything. Right. You know, so don't be fooled, right, by the way someone looks and thinking that oh they look all perfect and I will because I you know I've even been in that like oh. Look at those pictures, the way they look. And right. it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, life is not a perfect Instagram photo. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know. Behind all those photos are a lot of things. Oh, yes. That don't the, look like that. Or yes. Fe- or feel like that. Because yes. even if it looks like that, not, you know, even just in life, mm-hmm. inside what we're thinking, what we're feeling um, could be vastly different. No joke. All day long and twice on Sunday, <laughs> as I like to say. So, um all right, here we talked. So that was some thoughts, which I've had some of those, you know, and, and I, I'm glad you said, you know, I can't have because I don't like to say can't. I, I do tell people can't can't do anything because I don't want to gets in the way. Right. You know, right. and that's the whole thing with can't. Well, you know, what is it? Henry Ford. If you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. You're right. Right. Exactly. So if someone keeps saying to themselves, I can't lose this weight, I can never get into that size, I can never, well, guess what? They're not going to have it. That's right. Right. They're going to be right. They're going to be right. So what are some thoughts that keep the weight where it is? Um, So when people are experiencing pain or an issue that they want to transform, it's easy to kind of look at the not great parts like I'm fat Mm -hmm. this doesn't feel good but a lot of times there are quote-unquote positive things that keep us where we are Um, and that's like I'll lose my comfort you know so and these can be super subconscious or just playing in the background all the time if I so if I get that vision of being you know 
the 12 I want, the 10 I want, the eight, the two, it does, you know, it doesn't matter. Everybody is relative, but getting my goal is I'll lose my comfort. You're never going to get that goal. You're not even going to give yourself a minute to try it. That's true. You know, so the other thing yeah. is um, I'll lose my identity. I might be, what is that? Um, oh. uh, eat, drink, be merry. Yes, yes, right? yes. So you might think like, well, I'm just this happy, merry person and I eat and uh -huh. it's part of my identity and who will I be if I give that up? If I don't have that. Or I have to give it up to get what I want. So these are all thoughts and beliefs that may or may not be true, but if we hold them in our system, mm -hmm. we're never going anywhere. Well, you know, have you seen that show, My 600 Pound Life? No, but I have heard, yes. Okay. Well, I watched, of course, my husband's always like, what are you doing watching that, you know? And, mm -hmm. and what made me think of that is, you know, it's the things that happen to someone before they get into that excessive weight gain. And there's always something, some, something traumatic or something they thought and said, and then what they make that mean about them or what we make that mean about ourselves, mm -hmm. and then what we physically manifest. So they physically manifest this huge weight gain. You know, and for them, it's huge. For someone else, it could be 10 pounds, 20 pounds. That last little bit, maybe you've lost some and you can't lose the rest or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the struggle that we get in to release it. Right. You know, right. and we keep and it keeps us stuck. Keeps like us stuck. Like what you're talking about. So my mother-in-law, at one point, I lost some weight. Mm -hmm. And she was very clear, like, you need to gain weight. You don't look as good. Like, you're going to get wrinkled up. And, and like, if you lose weight, you don't look as pretty. Uh -huh. I mean, it was a direct statement, but um, I, I also have something, someone said something in my childhood that I guess there was an older person that was thin. And mm -hmm. they're like, well, she's in real trouble. She's going to die because she doesn't <gasps> have enough weight. Oh. And it went into my energy system where I was thinking like, if you're thin, you're closer to death. Oh my gosh. If you get sick, there's no wiggle room. You're going to die. <laughs> well, and that's just as debilitating as the other end of the spectrum gaining a lot of weight, which right. can also. But if know. I believe, if I heard that at an early age in yeah. the fabric of me making connections to the bigger world, mm -hmm. that if I get thin, I'm going to die if I get a cold. You know, kids wow. don't think, re you know, aren't thinking like adults. No, no, no. They're not yeah. thinking like, you know, end of life illnesses yeah. and complications and all of that so if i have that in my energy system i could weigh 600 pounds and still that fear and panic makes me think 600 pounds is healthier and oh, safer Oh, true so when you tap true. and release that then you can bring back into balance that i was six or three or whenever i heard this and i made up a belief about the world yeah and myself and safety mm -hmm. safety mm -hmm. you know eating that donut is safe it's keeping me from from dying, from right. being too skinny and dying. Right. Oh, man, I love that. Okay, so let's talk about now some topics around weight loss that really also still kind of keep us in the place where it's not the healthiest for us. It's not the best for our mindset. So what are some of those? Um, just to kind of run through some of them and then yeah. we can chat about them. Sure. Uh, the scale, that perfect number. Oh, I hate that damn thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> or that size, right? Uh -huh. That perfect size. Then all of a sudden your whole life is going to like all the pieces fall together because of the size or the number. Um, food. You know, food is something that keeps us alive, but we can have an emotional, even unconscious emotional, anytime food comes around is food is bad. Food is the em enemy. When that's not really the case mm -hmm. it's you know a thing that we have to find balance around and we usually don't get um 
uh, a lot of schooling around food. Oh, you know, you're we right. have commercials we don't. and we have this and uh, impulse buys and, you know, food commercials where I'm so happy because I'm eating Cheetos or, you know, so there's not a lot of edu- education there. So then we start to create this right, right food, bad food, this diet, that diet, um, food is bad. I have a love-hate relationship. Yeah. How many people say I have a love-hate relationship with food? I love food. Oh, it man. hates me. That I hear a lot. And, you know, people forget that when you do simple things like saying you're eating something and instead of just being grateful, no matter what it is, no matter how naughty, just say, oh, my gosh, this is so good. I'm so happy. You know, if you sit there and do it in that fashion compared to, you know, eating a cupcake or something, you go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this. I really shouldn't be doing this. This is going to hurt me. Shame. You create physical enzymes and hormones to deal with that. So no wonder your digestion goes wonka doodle. <laughs> when you're eating right. these things, instead of being in gratitude and saying, my body knows what to do to deal with this, and it will handle it, and I'm okay with it. It's totally doable. Right. But instead, you're in constriction, you're in guilt, you're in sh- you're not even enjoying the yes. cupcake. No. You're horking it down yes. as fast as you can. Or you can <laughs> like hard- horking. <laughs> you <laughs> can hardly <laughs> breathe, you know, and then you have to have another one because you really didn't enjoy that one. And oh, there you go. And then you ate the whole tray. And then you get to go back to the, you know, what's wrong with me, blah, 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 all of that. So um, also body image, you know, perfect, flawless, um, <sighs> ugly, unworthy. You know, what's worthy? What's unworthy? Mm-hmm. I see some incredibly amazing human beings who have just let their body be this awesome human experience and they totally show up worthy. And then I've seen people who, go to the gym and um, one tiny little imperfection, you know, is still not good enough and they're never going to feel worthy. No. So that is, a, is another topic to think of. And healthfulness. You know, I think you've said it. What was it? The fluffy girls or healthier? Yeah. You know, I've done several speeches and I've made comments about that. And the women come up and they're so, they say, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Because I have just as many fluffy friends who are healthier than a lot of my skinny friends. Because health does not equate to a body size. Not at all, because I have a good friend of mine whose husband was about, you know, as big as my pinky finger, you know, skinny little fart, looked like he was the epitome of health and had a massive heart attack and had his daughter not been there. Mm. And she's, I think, an EMT or paramedic. He would have died. She literally brought him back to life, rushed him to the hospital, had performed emergency bypass surgery, and he was eating the way the cardiologists tell you to eat and still had a massive heart attack, you know, because he wasn't eating properly. And he would, I mean, looking at him, you would never think in a million years that he would have had anything. So size doesn't matter to overall health anymore, people. No. It doesn't. Healthfulness is a different thing than vanity or perfection or a size or a number on the scale. So these all kind of go together. And one of the last big ones is blame fault. You know, in this world, we're all visual and we make up ideas to make us feel better about where we are and our decisions. It's easy to accidentally or purposefully put blame or fault on a person who's struggling with their weight or to Mm. make that make that up that that's coming back toward you, um, that um, I'm lazy, I'm fat, I'm greedy, I'm, you know, this or that. Or someone has said that to me. I remember younger, I lost some weight Mm -hmm. and an uncle said to me, wow, you look like a real human being now. 
excuse me right I know. what i don't think in his mind i mean he's well, anyway <laughs> well, what's a real no, human being supposed right, to look like right. and so i was younger i was in my teens but wow that i mean i'm much older now and mm-hmm. that still sits like right there like, what does that mean? And was I not a human being before? Were you just tolerating me before? Like, did I make your life uncomfortable by being wherever I needed to be on my journey? So this idea of blame and fault, whether we direct it at ourselves or have some outside source, tap on that and release it. Because you know what? We're all where we are because it's our journey. And it is okay. You are 100% perfect where you are, no matter if you're at 600 pounds or 60 trying to gain some weight. Mm -hmm. You know, you get to have this relationship. I am so glad that you said that because that really is so important. And, you know, we do get into a lot of blame where I'm, I should be here at the shouldas. We need to stop shooting ourselves, you know. So did you hear what they just said? I cannot believe what I just heard. Did she really just tell me that? Best and worst conversations at work and Walmart up next. We are back on The Dorsey Show with Whitney. See, I told you I have been renaming you. (laughs) Whitney Riley, EFT tapping expert. And you know, Whitney, Whitney, I was researching fun topics to have on radio shows and podcasts. And you know, the more I do and learn, and I do have to give another shout out to the one, the only Adam Smasher for all of the fantastic training that I've been doing with him. And I found a really good one. Hey, my friend Tony's watching and listening. A good one we can all relate to. This is the best and worst conversations at work and even Walmart. (laughs) And these come straight from our listeners. So are you ready for these stories? I'm excited. Are you I'm sitting on the edge of my seat? You, like, I don't know about this one. Okay, so the first one is a fellow teacher was complaining that the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, which is like what the world's one of the world's largest rodeos, was too diverse. Too diverse. Okay. They work on a campus. They're teachers. So they work on a campus where you have to be diverse. This one teacher, it happens to be a friend of mine. She just shook her head and moved on. Okay. Is that really a thing being too diverse? What? Uh, that's what I was thinking. Like, I know. When you said, you know, we have to be at a school where we have, we have to, to be, be diverse. To, I'm like, <laughs> you don't have to. It just kind of kind of happens. Yeah, I mean, it's a good isn't, thing. Isn't Some people what, want that, you know. Well, isn't that what all the angst is about today? Not enough diversity and openness? Okay, okay. Well, you know, I think she just got bucked off her own bandwagon for stupidity. (laughs) And I'm channeling a little Forrest Gump here. Stupid is as stupid does. (laughs) All right. The second one involves two Marines who happen to be avid hunters. All right. And this comes from the only woman at the company who happens to be married to one of them. I she posted this and I was like, I said offline, we got to talk because I got to find out what this conversation conversation is so these two marines were talking about will ferrell you know will ferrell the actor Mm -hmm. and he was doing a saturday night live skit all right and it was on fighter pilots well fighter pilots have a call sign his call sign is clown penis (laughs) 
<laughs> I was like, what the hell? This is Will Ferrell. Yes. It's, okay. 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 So, you know, and, and you can tell when they're doing these skits on Saturday Night Live, you know, he's trying so hard not to laugh and stay in character, you know. So anyway, these, you know, they were talking to him. And you know how that, I do this. I don't know if you do this. I watch TV. I look at stuff on Facebook. Or I'm listening to the radio. And I talk back like they can hear, right, you right. know, kind of thing. And so. They were talking to him again, as we all do. And the other one said, speaking of odd meat, I was like, oh, this is not going well. Did you know you can order beaver meat online? I like trying different kinds of meat. <laughs> I was like, okay, and my thoughts sometimes just are random. You know, it's just one of those things. I'm quirky. I'm a little strange sometimes. My thought was, had he tried clown weenies? And should he be admitting to it? <laughs> This conver- and then the conversation just digressed from even there. It went from clown weenies to beaver meat to a new online password. I was like, okay. And so this is an actual password that one of the guys is using at work. Okay. Should we be putting this out there? Clown penis. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? I thought, well, you know, boys and their meat. I'm like, boys really? and their meat. They never really grow up too far beyond like bathroom humor and anything sex related. <laughs> exactly. And, and their stomach. Exactly. <laughs> and their stomach. There you go. I was like, wow. Okay. This next one is a woman who manages a doctor's office. The doctor happens to be her mother. And while she was at the produce department at Walmart. Here's a Walmart story. A woman approached her and her comment was that the woman accosted her at Walmart (laughs) and proceeds to tell her in graphic detail about her prolapsed uterus. I don't know if she was in scrubs or what was going on. And my first thought was, ooh, this could actually be several segments on the radio show. It could be the things strangers are compelled to tell us right. <laughs> and wacky women of Walmart <laughs> or even what the hell happened at Walmart. <laughs> you know, I mean, the stuff that happens at Walmart, the things that people do wear, really? What is it with Walmart? I don't know. That's crazy pants. I stopped looking. I know. Well, I can't. It's like a, you know, an accident. You can't help. It's like you're driving by. You're like, don't look, don't look. Oh, crap. I looked, you know, <laughs> and I mean, talk about bringing your work home with you. Right. Right. Well, and okay. again, my thoughts just ramble off into these crazy tangents, you know, and I thought, what prompted this in the first place? Did this person see her picking out cucumbers and it gave her flashbacks of like a penis, which brought back the experience with her uterus? I'm like, what happened here? It's like, what? And, you know, I was like, man, you put stuff out on social media. And apparently there was a whole, I have a lot of listeners that were in a sexy type of mood yesterday. (laughs) I don't know what was going on. So, hey, it is what it is. Right. Well, (laughs) you know. That's the that's the conversation you can't have. So anytime it comes up on any level, it's that conversation you can't get away from. I know. <laughs> well, that's true. You but can't. you don't want to. You don't want to. Yet it's there. And, and, you're and like, uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, really, it says hmm, things that make you go hmm. <laughs> All right, and this next one is a comment, and I thought, oh dear Lord, have mercy. You want to on the desk or the couch? <laughs> I was like, what? Did he really just put that in my feed? Well, this comment was provided by a man who I happen to know, and he worked with his wife 
for 25 years at their company. So it was like, well, a little afternoon delight, perhaps in between the balancing the books. <laughs> I thought, oh, I hope that the intercom was not on as well. They just needed to clear their heads before the next meeting. <laughs> um, no, that's in a whole different context for pet owners. I, I know. I was going to say that's a, that's a whole other head we're talking about there, uh, Whitney. <laughs> that is the privileges of owning your own company, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> you just didn't know we were going to get into all that. <laughs> I'm blushing. Yeah, I know. I was going to say hello. <laughs> all right. And this one is, I, this was one of those like, are you kidding me? And why are you doing this? So there's a guy at work that is married to a woman that's hooked on opioids. Now, that is scary mm-hmm. because that's a huge epidemic. And that is that's something that is rampant, you know, throughout the United States. The thing that got me with this story is this person gives her $75 to $200 a week so she can get a load of this, buy Xanax and weed. To buy Xanax and weed. That's $300 to $800 a month that you are buying Xanax and weed. And he has to work seven days a week just to stay afloat. Wow. I know. I was like, what are you, are you kidding me? Me, and I'm not going to tell you what some of the responses to that one were on the feed. You know, there was a whole lot of, uh, which I'm going to call BS on that. There was a whole lot of people going, okay, I'm calling BS on that. The guy, the, the guy claims she needs it for seizures. Oh. Okay. Now, granted, maybe she does. Maybe she just hooked. And I do know that there maybe are a lot. Maybe she just likes to feel that way. Maybe she just likes to feel really good. Now, I know that medical marijuana has a lot of proven side effects to help people. I mean, there's a lot of, I've seen a lot of anecdotal evidence for little children that have seizures and they're calming it down. They're able to like just do simple things like eat for crying right, out loud, right, you know. Right. I'm thinking, though, this is a case of the girl is hooked on the happy train. I don't know. Maybe. Because <laughs> I think you can like do something with the chemicals, like CB something, CBD. CBD. Some, like, CBD, yeah, where yeah. you don't actually get altered. Yes. And that's what helps the seizures in little kids. Yes. I mean, I'm certainly not an expert on this, but I have heard a little bit about that. So, well, you know, CBD just, and hemp oil are phenomenal for helping calm right. a lot of the nervous system, a lot of ticks and different things, you know, which, yes, that's proven. That's great. What I couldn't get over was buy. So she can buy Xanax and weed. Didn't say going to get a prescription and filling right. a prescription exactly. for so she Xanax. Can just go get it. Yeah. Oh, right. Yes. And going to get, you know, a medical marijuana prescription filled. It was so filled so she could buy Xanax and weed. Right. Now we all have one of those uncles. <laughs> The one I was talking about earlier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, exactly. Well, so Miss Whitney, those are from our listeners. Do you happen to have a story or conversation that was, wow, I can't believe I heard this. This was so great. Or wow, I can't get this out of my ears fast enough story. Um, two, two pop into my mind. One, okay. um, I worked in a bar when I was in college and <laughs> we were all kind of into the evening, lazy, kind of slow. Mm-hmm several of us talking in this one man um probably in, in his early 40s professed his drinking kept him safe from std he believed <laughs> that being having six to eight beers a day <clears throat> helped 
kill all the kinds of bad things that could come his way in that arena. Okay, and I remember, I, exactly. That was we were it, all like, uh, what? It's you, you know, the record sh- stops. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Whatever, however it goes and, it, yeah. and he believed this 100% really and I remember at that point going oh my god the world is not safe <laughs> it is not safe at all safe. Were you I hope he was drinking Lysol <laughs> <laughs> or maybe a little bleach in his water or something oh, oh my god I actually <laughs> have a friend whose husband went uh-huh. on a little foray <gasps> And sprayed Lysol on himself after thinking that that would help him not oh, have a problem. God. It was a paid <laughs> for thing. And, <laughs> right? As long he as he burned you himself. Well, and so we had to fess up to his wife and go to the doctor and became this big deal. Lysol. Lysol. He sprayed Lysol wow. on his. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. yeah. Folks, the no. World really, really. Not the world is not safe. The world is not safe. I mean, that's usually the cause of STDs is a little too much drinking, and you think you're invincible, and nothing is going to stick. You're like, you know, you're what what the Teflon man, nothing sticks. Well, mm. see, the best stories are when a guy does something stupid, and they have to do something even dumber Dumber. to cover that up. Those are the best stories ever. I was going to say, now, what on earth can you do to cover Guys or up? gals. Guys or gals. Guys or gals. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I mean, what do you? What can you do to cover that up? I mean, poor Lysol on your and, privates and, yeah. oh, my stars. But see, that's like the male thought, I'm invincible. This works. Yeah, shit. And then it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, mm, mm, you got, yeah. again, we're back to guys and their meat. Yeah. And, and if you have time for the second one. Lay it on me, sister. My seven-year-old yesterday was giving me this very, like, multi-point scenario of why you have snot in your stomach. It causes <laughs> farts or toots. Ow! We say toots. I know you say... Uh, uh, anyway, this was like me. You said, go, we're going to throw back to the beginning. Yay! This was meant to be. Yes. Yeah, just yesterday, I was like, oh, my God. She's going to love it. <laughs> Anyways, but he's like, he's, uh, he's like, well, you know, I have a lot of boogers. I pick my... <laughs> pick my boogers so you know i have toots but if you have too much <laughs> snot in your stomach then you won't toot at all and if oh, you, have you won't too t- little oh. but i'm just the right amount so i have oh. a lot of snot you know why you don't end up with a lot of farts if you have a lot of snot is because all of that mucus just traps all I guess. of Look, you're the going, gas you're gonna, you and him could be perfect oh science God. partners yes, yes anything again anything fart related just <laughs> makes and me I, happy and I, new <laughs> science fair project exactly <laughs> <laughs> and I kept saying mucus, right? He goes, no, 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 snot, mom. Snot, mom, snot, snot. And then yeah. there was a whole segment on eating his boogers, but um, well, I'll spare you. You can use your imagination. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, something else, they're always there. They're watching and waiting silently. And when you least expect it, they come out of nowhere. Who are these lurkers? Find out next after the break. Welcome back to the Dorsey Show. Well, they are always there watching, waiting, and when they finally come out of nowhere, we wonder, where in the hell have they been? <laughs> Lurkers are people too, folks. So my spiel today on this last segment here of the Dorsey Show is lurkers. So if you guys are on social media at all, you know what I'm talking about. 
You have hundreds or thousands of friends and connections, yet every time you post anything, only about 10% are going to comment, post back, do anything at all. And I've seen many people get frustrated about this and even go so far as to remove or block people from their accounts. Why? Why? I don't understand that. Because the other people aren't telling you that your diatribe of the day, including what color underwear you're wearing, wasn't the highlight of their day. So you decide to go all evil queen from Alice in Wonderland on them and remove them off with their heads, off with their heads, get them off of my feed. I mean, that's crazy. I have some friends that I actually am like, good Lord, the only thing I don't know about you today is what color underwear you're wearing. And if it happens to have a stain in it, that's all I don't know about you today okay that is another topic for another day the removing of friends because you don't like a comment or two or they don't agree with you so let's remove them you know i have two words to say on that grow up (laughs) very simply grow up all right back to the masses who never comment share like heart it up etc on your postings so here's the deal folks 90 percent will never ever do anything or much of anything ever They stay in the shadows, watching, listening, seeing what's going on from the sidelines. And that's okay. Not everyone will be a leader in this lifetime. They just won't. They're not meant to be. And you know the saying, too many cooks in the kitchen ruin the the dish? The same goes here. Not everyone will want to participate to your level of what, or your degree of what you think that they should. That's your expectation of their reality, not their reality or not what they're even comfortable doing. Okay, then nine percent of the people who there's or nine percent is the percentage, excuse me, of the people who will comment, like, heart it up, share it out, do something on their own. All right. And I'm in this category and I'm moving into the next category very quickly. And these people are the ones who are typically active on a regular basis on any of your social media feeds. What cracks me up is when I see people all of a sudden popping up, and I've seen this a lot lately, saying, I'm only seeing the same 26 people on my feed, and I'm posting this statement (laughs) to see how many of you respond so I can start seeing more. Newsflash! If you were one of the 9%, not the 90, you would see more people. I rarely have issue with people seeing my stuff or me seeing theirs because of this one little fact. I'm active regularly on social media. Hello, hello. I post, I comment, I share, I like, I gift like crazy, you know, I heart it up and I give birthday shout outs, you know, I make little things like, you know, Sorry, I got off there. I, I, I was looking at some of my notes and went, what? Thank you for winner, winner. I forgot to, you know, say, hey, ding, you know, newsflash, winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> I love all my notes. Sometimes, sometimes they are on point. Sometimes they're kind of silly. So Facebook sees me being social and creating community and rewards me by showing me more fun stuff, by showing more people my stuff. Okay, that's it's social media. It's, it's community. It's engagement. You need to do that if you want to see people. And showing more of my stuff to other people gets me out there where I want to be. Here's another key point. If you really want to reach more people today, you have to get visible, folks. It's just that 
way. You just have to give physical, physical, I can't even talk, Whitney. Physical? Physical, (laughs) physically physical in a visible way, okay? By using video or live segments on your feeds. And I get, there's a lot of people that are like, I am never, ever, ever going live or whatever. You can record some things. You can do pictures. You can still do all kinds of stuff. Folks, it's simple. It's a digital age. And either you get it and you're okay with it or just be okay with seeing the same 26 people. (laughs) I mean, hello. And then the 1% are the ones that are putting out the videos, content, making waves, creating movements. These are the leaders of our communities, the movers, the shakers, the ones with unapologetic messages in this lifetime, and they're not afraid of putting themselves out there. Now, I understand there's some Facebook groups, and I'm in some of those, and they delete people who aren't participating. I mean, because, come on, you want a group to be active. You know, that's the entire purpose of a Facebook group. And the hosts of those groups normally tell people, if you don't participate, if you're not active, you're going to be removed or deleted, you know. And come on, that's fine, because who wants to be in a group with someone that's just taking up space? Do you want to be just taking up space, you know? I mean, if you're in a group, there's business groups, there's women's groups, there's support groups, whatever. You know, if you're in a group, be active because you're in it for a reason you requested to join or you got in that group for a certain reason okay to me though your personal space your personal page is different again that's just my opinion this should be a place where once you accepted a friend request or connection they should feel free to be as active as they choose to be right they have the choice to be in your life to whatever degree they want to be you should honor them where they are we you know my guest today Whitney and I were talking about start where you are they want to be in your life maybe a little bit let them be there just a little bit okay and maybe at some point they'll be there a little bit more if you can accept the little bit where they are now right Whitney absolutely right and wherever you are in this percentage guess what folks it's okay fine Okay, what cramps my cranium is when people get bent out of shape and start unfriending people for being who they are. If you're a 9% and you're getting upset with the 90% who aren't doing what you want them to do, then guess what? Become a one percenter and start a movement, start your own movement to reach more like-minded people. And you never know when those who are lurking will hear, see, or feel something from what you posted and it finally hits home for them and moves them into action. Don't you want to be the one that they reach out to when they have their aha moment? Because, folks, if it ain't you, it's your competition if you're in business. So I'd rather be the one that's still there talking when they have an aha moment and want to take that next step. So, folks, look, lurkers are people, too. And I absolutely love it when someone who I think never sees anything that I do tells me in a private message that they think of me as a mentor. They're following, watching me, saying that if she can do it, if Dorsey can do it, then I I can do it and I'm next or what I just posted moved them to taking a step they were fearful of taking for that I am grateful for every single lurker you make me want to move to that one percent so that more of you know you're vital something else that Whitney my guest said today that you are worthy So thank you for that, Whitney. And just as important as, and you are just as important as every single emoji, heart, like, or comment. I appreciate every single one of you listening, watching, or to whatever degree you are comfortable with. Well, this week, my wrap-up dollop of Dorsey are, again, three, because three is my number. It's a divine number. The three most important things, in my opinion, in life are love, happiness and poo-pourri. <laughs> <laughs>
Of course. <laughs> Those in your life will love you more, creating more happiness if you have plenty of poopery on hand. <laughs> going to the store right after this exactly i have some in my bag out there so you know if you need some i've got your covered girlfriend don't worry we're plenty happy here well whitney before we completely sign off please tell everyone how they can reach out to you if they want to know more about tapping they have some weight loss concerns they can't move through how can they reach out to you sweetheart i have a website uh start your better life.com okay Um, also facebook page start your better life and um facebook uh message me whitney riley Okay. All right. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for that. I am, as always, grateful for you being here because I love tapping and I love simple things. So that's a simple step someone can put into play. So I'm all about simple steps and micro habits. Simple yet powerful. Yet powerful. Mm -hmm. Yes. So thank you so much again. And for and for even more happiness, don't forget to head over to my website at www.dorseyhillglobal.com, which I just revamped and it's awesome if I say so myself and sign up for my new meetup group. Play, Purpose, and Pleasure Seekers in Houston. Cool folks, fun times, no smells. (laughs) Well, that is it today for this episode of the Healthy Happy Fun Hour here on the Dorsey Show. Make sure to join me here every Thursday, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time on Vinyl Draft Radio and listen live or the replay anytime on VinylDraftRadio.com. Just look for the video audio archives of the Dorsey Show. And guess what? We're also on Google and iTunes. I'm everywhere for your viewing pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) my wish for you as always until next time that each and every one of you are happy healthy and have a ton of fun big texas love and hugs to each and every one of you bye for now